0: Everybody tonight. Oh, you couldn't hear me. Can he you have me on? I said good evening. That's only the first row answered. So, you got me, there That's got me. That's good. That's good. Well, this is a change of scenery for me. I'm usually um, with a bunch of students. Oh, there they are. Okay. Yeah. Hey, gang. Um, with them during this hour, but now I get to be with you, and we get to sing a bunch of hymns. I was got to. It's a joy to sit down and pick out um, some of the older hymns, and know it's just going to be with piano wish we had organ too. That would have been great. Just have, just piano and organ and go with it. Um, so if you would go ahead and stand tonight, we're going to, we're going to sing. We're going to start off with, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if these hymn numbers are the same as what's in your hymnal, but if they are, it's hymn number 138. It's at Calvary. Um, let's sing it, sing it with joy to the Lord. As we go. Yeah. I spin in vanity So when I pull it away, there's a reason for that. Don't keep mowing me up. All right. Good. Thank you. Um, we're going to go on to hymn number 329 in your hymnal. It's grace greater than our sin. Let's just let's sing with joy. Why don't you take a second and welcome one another. I'm going to rest my voice for a minute and we'll make a short change here. Aaron, I'm going to skip How Great Is Our God and go to Open My Eyes That I May See. As you're making your way back to your uh, to your uh, seat, pew, pew, yes, um, we're going to do the last hymn we're going to do tonight. I did have four scheduled. I'm going to skip How Great Is Our God. It gets a little too high regularly for me, and there's no way that's going to happen right now. All right. So we're going to go with Open My Eyes That I May See. It's hymn number 502, if we're in the right hymnal still. And um, I like this one. Yes. You might need hymnals. It's not working. All right, you need hymnals then. Hymn number 502. Let me make sure that is right, because sometimes we pull them from different hymnals. That's it. 502, we'll do all three stanzas of hymn number 502. Open the eyes. Oh, there it is. Or you can see it the screens. Either way. Was that last hymn I was noticing as we were singing, written back in the 1800s, Lord. Going to church in, a, in buggies and, and horses, and uh, Lord, the words they sang then are still true today, Lord, and it's still the prayer of our hearts that you would open our eyes, open our ears, Lord, so that we can see you and know you. Uh, God, it's, it's great to be able to, to realize that across the centuries. Uh, Lord, we sing the same song, and it's a song of worship that brings joy to your heart, so tonight, Lord, as, we, as Scott comes and, and uh, speaks with us, Lord, on vision casting, looking forward, uh, God, let us not uh, um, look forward without looking back, uh, Lord, and, and realize we stand on the shoulders of, of giants, uh, Lord, of people that have gone before us who have carried faithfully your word to the to the masses of people. Uh, and, Lord, if it wasn't for what they did back in the 1800s and even further, Lord, we would not even be here today. Uh, Lord, because it's just carried on from the very... From the very beginning, the onset of, uh, really from creation, but Lord, when I think of the New Testament church, uh, of the work that you did here on this earth, uh, and Lord, you left it in the hands of your disciples, uh, and then it spread from that one region to around the world. And God, that just, that blows my mind uh, to think of how you have shepherded that and, and grown your movement, uh, Lord, your, your worship of you through all those many centuries. Uh, and Lord, we just thank you. Uh, so Lord, tonight, speak to our hearts. Lord, as we look ahead, that we would be faithful. That we would carry your word to this city, to this, uh, to the schools around us, Lord, to the state, to the world, uh, and Lord, keep our vision fresh on our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Well, good evening. Good evening. Turn with me to Psalm chapter thirty-four. Thank you, Greg, for hanging in there and singing, even when it's hard. Bob and I were ready to do a trio. Bob backed out at the last minute, though. I guess it was going to be a duet there, me and you, but uh, I, I didn't come since Bob didn't come, so maybe next time, Bob, right? <laughs> hey, I want to share with you tonight, um, we, we began talking about our vision this morning, and and casting the vision for what the year would look like and and i love love annually looking at what we've done where we've been and where we're going of course uh desire disciple to vote it's Been at the heart of the church and uh, on the heart of the church and the heart of your pastor for you know the time i've been here and and the pastoral staff and our, our lead staff has just really uh come alongside of that our deacon bodies come alongside of that we've We've really focused in on, on what what we know God's called us to do about creating and, uh, and involving you in a greater desire for God, creating a place of worship where we can have a great desire for God, uh, opening the opportunity for real discipleship to happen in the lives of, of people that are in this church and outside of this church that we know and engaging people in discipleship. and. So we we uh, we we walk through that process. We'll continue through that until Jesus comes back. I'm I'm certain of it. And uh, devoting ourselves to serve, we we can always find new ways of devoting ourselves to the will of God and and to the work of God in our lives. And I want to spend a bit of time tonight after thinking this morning and directing as we go forward. I, I do want to look at a Texas tonight together and, and then I want to reflect on some things that we set out to do last year and kind of uh, look at that with you and then look at where we're going this year. So Psalm 34, if you will stand with me, let's read three verses of Scripture together tonight. I, I chose this text tonight because it looks at, it looks to, towards uh, the God who has done a great work. Psalm 34, verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let's exalt his name together. Father, we thank you for your love for us, your work in our lives. And we thank you, Lord, that as we gather tonight and on a regular basis before you, that we can exalt your name. We can, we can magnify you, Lord. We can, we can come together exalting your name and, and speaking of the great and mighty things that you have accomplished. We recognize, Father, alone we can't accomplish anything that is is worthy of even talking about. It doesn't have eternal ramifications unless you're involved with it and uh, you're, you're, you're walking through the process with us. So we thank you, Lord, for what has been accomplished in the past at First Baptist Church. And we thank you, Lord, for what's going to be accomplish, accomplished in the future as long as you desire uh, to tarry and to allow us the opportunity to grow more in you and lead more people to you. Uh, Father, I pray that you will continually encourage us and strengthen us for the task that lies ahead. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to share with you um, a couple of things. Uh, and This is not an exhaustive list that, that I'm going to share with you, but it is some highlights. From last year, because we always we come to you at this time of the year, and we say, in, in a in a body like this, these are the things that we desire to see achieved in the life of First Baptist, and we talk about things we're going to uh, set out to accomplish. And then it's always good to come back around and and look back into where where do we go, what did we get done, what did we accomplish last year for the glory of God and and with His work in our life and direction. So. Last year you might have noticed, I hope you did, um, we, we set out last year to emphasize missions in, in a new way, a, a different way than we have in the past. So we chose 12 of our missions partners. We have many, but we chose 12 of them. And we devoted a month to each of those 12 missions partners. And we started out by uh, focusing on one and saying, this is how you can pray for this mission partner. This is how you can give to this mission partner. And this is how you can go and work alongside of this mission partner. And through the year, we maintained uh, lifting up 12 missions partners and uh, seeing a, a, a lot of work that's being done locally, nationally, and internationally. And together... Uh, Highlighting that in our heart and, and recognizing that we're a part of something that is much larger than just us right here on a sunday morning on a sunday night a wednesday night we're we're part of a work that is is happening in our community it's happening in our state is happening in this country it's happening in this on this continent and it's happening all the way around the globe there's a work there's a an advancement of the gospel there's there's missions being done there's all kinds of opportunities for us to engage and be involved in and we enjoyed going through those last year and and praying through how to bring those to you and as a staff looking at at which ones we wanted to highlight and this year we've we've done the same and we we thought it was a huge success we hope you think it was a huge success we've heard people tell us it was good to keep it before them but we'll do that again this year and look at 12 the 12 mission partners that we're going to look at this year and see how we can be engaged so as that becomes part of who we are to focus on a mission work every year. I, I, I mean, every month I ask you to do that, to pray, to pray for that mission partner, to see how you can give to that mission partner, how you can go and be involved in their work. Uh, we we expanded our reach in in missions last year at home. We, we did more, and it would take a little while to unpack this, so I'm just going to say we could talk more about it. You can come and talk to me individually if you have questions, but we did more things in our community last year than we've done in the past. We, we were more involved in, in many community events. First Baptist had a presence. We recognize the value of being uh, involved in missions opportunities, but also city opportunities where we can go be a part of our community and be hands and feet of Christ in our community. So we were involved more in our community. We were involved more uh, nationally. We, we had more involvement with uh, with Steve and, and uh, Pam Ferris and, and Destin. We had an, an increased amount of involvement with them, continue to be involved with them, and and hopefully their ministry and, and work down in Destin will continue to flourish and we will continue to be a part of that mission partnership as as uh, Steve has. He, he's, he's, he's come out of this church and he's doing a great work down in Destin. And, and we pray for Steve and, and Pam and excited about what God's doing there. We also uh, invested again in about the same way that we have in the past with our work in uh, in, in South Asia. And we'll continue to do that. The one thing we saw increase this year was the number of gospel presentations and opportunities while we were there. We extended the length of one of our trips in particular and extended the number of days we spent on the field with the other trip. And we actually witnessed a large number of people come to Christ. We were a great increase over the the previous years. And uh, we look forward to increasing that going forward this year. So uh, we'll, con- we'll continue that partnership. And I want to say about our partnerships and, and missions so that you can kind of start praying with me, have, a, have a, a vision for where we're going. I believe as your pastor, uh, leading as senior pastor, I believe that there are many opportunities for us that we've not tapped into. There there are relationships that you have, we have, that we can develop together on the on the world front that we can go and be a part of we're praying through specifically two opportunities uh currently uh places we could go not everyone can go to south asia uh it may be a little much of a distance when you have to travel uh 24 hours to get there and 24 hours to get back and there's a the the older i get i'm not sure about you but the harder that gets on me to try to make that kind of a trip and, and readjust when you come back home. So I've had some people say, you know, that's, that's a great trip. We can pray for that. We can give for that. But actually, going for that's not something that uh, this afforded uh, to us at this stage in our life, or or with my work schedule, or there's there's so many things that can can uh, cause difficulties there. That we said oh, we need to look at some places in our world uh, of lostness where we can go. That would be a bit closer to home as well. So we are, we're looking at some trips that would not be but about half that distance and some trips that will be about a fourth of that distance. So, uh, we're looking at two other regions this year that we'll be praying through and giving you more information as we, uh, as we walk through that process to see if those doors open. But let me just challenge you as a church. You, I believe God works through relationships. I've seen it throughout all of the ministry. I see it throughout all of the word that God works through relationships. I believe that He puts relationships put in, in people's hearts and, and we are engaged with people in different areas of the world uh, through our, maybe through business or through uh, other engagements. And, and I would just ask that if you see an area as a, as a person in this church, if you see an area that may be an opportunity for us to go together, and serve together overseas or in our nation or in our state or in our town, I, I would just ask you, please come see us we have a We have a, uh, a a missions team that that looks at opportunities in our in our area in our state, in our nation in our our world and uh, we 'd love to know what you see as an opportunity and, and let 's get together on this and say, how can we be more mission minded and more outreach focused and more in the, the place of ministry around and beyond in Jerusalem, Judea, and the Samaria and uh, uttermost parts of the world. How can we do that together? So I, I come to you and I tell you, we've, we've accomplished some things in missions this past year, but we've not really done what we could do or where we could go in missions. We've got so much more we could do together. So I just ask you to pray through that and, and walk through that with us. Uh, we gained a new staff position last year. Uh, you as a church said that children are very important, children and young families. So, um, we, we, uh, were positioned to pray through and, and write a job description and bring on, uh, the Reinke family. And, and Philip is, is doing a, a great job in leading in children and young families. And we're excited about the work that he has taken part in so uh that that was a, a praise moment that we we made that step and that process and and children do mean uh the great they mean so much to us they're, they're the future uh you of our church they're the, they're the now of our church i mean we we don't just need children for the future we need children for now in our church and and children are valuable to us so we place emphasis on them and uh we're focused on on uh developing all areas of our church in all ages we focused on um spiritual disciplines at the last quarter of the year last year we we finished up the book of luke if you remember that it only took about 3 years to get through luke And, uh, but we may not really, it's about two, (laughs) but we, we walked through the entire book of Luke. We finished that and we began to look at spiritual disciplines that really ministered to me and I hope it ministered to you. Because this is a journey that we're on as we, we walk through the journey of life in seeking to know God and know God uh, completely in our life. It, we must be disciplined in our life if we're going to, to really uh, tap in and know God. So uh, we walk through what it looked like to be disciplined in, in word and uh, God's word and in prayer and in and fasting and, and stewardship and confession and personal and congregational worship and service and meditation and witnessing uh, we we looked at those areas of discipline in our lives said you know how are we do it we kind of did a health check i hope it was for you it was for me how can we do better going forward what can we do to focus our lives in this direction uh, some of our men are getting together and uh, we we're, we're starting now uh, our, our fast for this year, or at least the first one, and, and going to have an extended fast. And I just want to challenge you as a church, is this a new year? Um, can can you look at your life and say, you know, I need to fast and pray. I need to set my, the, the flesh is so strong and it, it it cries out so loud. Can I can I look at my flesh and say, you know what, in this area, I'm going to set something aside to say, no. No, you're not going to have that. And, and in the times that you're longing for that, it's going to remind you of your purpose and your direction. And you're going to pray and seek God and, and walk through uh, this, this phase of life, this time of life, with this emphasis on your heart to grow in this area. And uh, I, I just want to challenge you. Fasting is not... Uh, Jesus didn't say, man, if you ever think about fasting, I agree. No, Jesus said, when you fast... And knowing that we were going to fast, that he had called us to fasting and, and fasting spoke about so many times in the Bible and our call to fast. So prayer, meditating in the word, I just, as, I, as I reemphasize that in my own mind reading through it, I think about the value of coming to, uh, coming to God and, and knowing God deeply in these ways. But it takes discipline in my life. It's just like if I, if I want to become an athlete or excel in some area of athletics, I have to devote myself to it. I have to become disciplined to it. If I want to be good at work and rise at work and, and do my very best, I have to be disciplined in that, that, uh, the, the work, my work ethic and my, all these things that go around that. I have to be disciplined in that. Same with my spiritual walk. I have to be disciplined. So we we talked about that, I, and for me, I really, as I look back around last year, I said, "Hey, we were going to do that. We were going to we're going to look at spiritual disciplines. We're going to think through them, and we're going to we're going to preach on those on Sunday morning." Uh, we we accomplished that. Really, the ramifications of that won't, aren't easily measured, but I know that it has uh, it deepens us, it grows us, and I think it really prepared us. For stepping into this season and what God's called us to for this year, so we we did that. We uh, increased our discipleship groups. We said from the beginning of last year we wanted to have more people in discipleship in in 2019 than we did in previous years, and we did. I wish, I wish I could tell you the exact numbers. Can I just say it got really hard to track how many people were in discipleship this year, and uh, that's a great thing I, I, I'll forever remember. Uh, the, Alex Fisher was working in that area and he was keeping up the numbers and he came to me and he said, "I he was, he was frustrated a little bit. He said, man, I, I failed at this. I, I, I just, I can't, I, I, I can't get a, a grasp. He said, every time I turn around, there's a new discipleship group that I knew nothing about that started and, and these people are meeting and I didn't know they were even meeting and I'm just frustrated. I said, so what you're telling me is you can't track it? He said, yeah. I said, Great. We're doing what we're called to do then. Discipleship's starting to multiply, and people are being engaged in discipleship groups. And and many people said, you know, I just not not at this time in my life or certain things were, were occurring in their life. They weren't able to be in discipleship. But many people said yes to discipleship. And many of you may be sitting out there tonight and saying, well, nobody asked me. And that's where we say, hey, just come see us. We We want to get you in a discipleship group. But also we think that you can look around in your circle and say, hey, have you ever done... Discipleship, uh, you know, personal discipleship with, with two or three people, four people. Have you ever done that? And find people that have and, and link up with them and be discipled. And it happens within our church, and it's happening in a great way. And I'm grateful to see how God is using that. So there's that increased discipleship. We we wanted that, and uh, we we saw that happen last year. And uh, can I can I just say that's just the beginning of our hearts' desire to see more and more and more people discipled, and uh, we we need to see that happen in our lives. So I'll pray and continue to pray and continue to support uh, discipleship. We have an an intern right now who helps with discipleship, and uh, we're grateful to help you in any way you need to be helped or or guided along that process. If, If you'll come see us, we'll help you get engaged in discipleship. Last year was, and I'm just going to, there's not, not necessarily a, a, a set order for this. I've just got several things that we had jotted down as, that we had talked about and worked on last year. So I'm, I'm just hitting them and some things that we saw as successes in, in the year. Our security team, um, a lot of people don't even know we have a security team. And that's really a good thing. I had a lady come to me this morning. She was a, she was a little frustrated. Um, and, and she said, you know, there were some guys, and, and they were just looking out the doors and looking around, and, and they were looking at people, and it just bugged me. And I don't know what they were doing. And I said, oh, that was our security team, and they were, there were some things they were checking out, and they were, they were, there were a few things. That always, our security teams always got their eyes open and they're looking, and they were, they had noticed something, and they were working on an issue this morning, and they were keeping you safe. And she was like, oh. Oh, that, that explains that. Now, now that makes sense. And in light of our culture and, and the things that have happened in, in our world with... Um, That's what I was talking about this morning. People being um, reckless and, and brutal and just making uh, decisions based on the flesh and worldliness. We, we've seen people harmed in church settings. And, and I pray to God that that would never happen again in any church setting I pray to God it never happened here. But I'll tell you this, if anything does happen here, uh, you've got a well-trained group of people that you probably won't ever know who they are, and that's a good thing. <laughs> but they know who they are, and they are at work all the time. And I am grateful to God for, for men and women who have said, you know what, I'm, I'm interested in that, I'm, I want to be engaged in that, involved in that, and I want to be sure that we're safe. When we come here to worship, it's a privilege To worship the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a freedom to worship openly in our country, and there are people that will try to go against our freedoms. I want to make sure that we're protected, and that when you're here and you're worshiping God, that's the last thing you have to worry about, and you can enjoy a time of worship before God, and know that there are people who have your best interest, and even not only in this, not only in this this room, but from the parking lot all the way in, we're protected and that's really cool to know. And and our children are protected at the greatest level. Uh, in our church, we we've got we've increased security measures and, and and stepped up the game to be sure that when a when a parent drops off a child and and entrust a child to us, that, that child is protected from the moment they step on our premises until the moment they leave with their parent. And we we do our our very best to make sure that those kids are well taken care of and well protected and that we've got teachers who are well trained and we're double and triple covered in areas where there are children and we want to do our best uh, to be faithful with what God has entrusted to us at all ages but especially with our children. So we've got a lot going in the right direction in that area and and I, I couldn't have said that in times past but I can say that through the efforts of many we are doing well in that area. We increased some signage around here this year. Um, you had asked in past that we would do something about signage, and there are maps around this building for here you are and, and a layout of the floors and, and we've got maps for guests and, and we've got signage on the outside of the building. And yes, there's some more signage we need to update, and we're working on that as well. But we've made some great advancements in that this year. And uh, we're grateful that we can we can do that and enhance our signage before uh, the people, so it's a little bit easier to navigate. I was at a wedding yesterday, and and I told him I said, as soon as uh, we leave here, we're going to go to the fellowship hall. Happy hunting! And. Uh... It, it, sometimes this place can become like a maze, so if, you, if you, you're dealing with a lot of people who've never been here, uh, that's their first time on, on, the, on the premises. It's kind of hard to navigate these walls, but we got everybody there. You'll be happy to know. And uh, so we, we do have some signage around here that helps guide people through our building, and that's the first, so we're glad to have that. Yeah, last year when we, we met, we had two services and it was one service basically in two locations. We were broadcasting into our Family Life Center and we were, we were doing well there and we, but we grew to a point where we had, we had worked diligently for a couple of years to grow teams. We had grown our music team. We had we had, had a whole lot more help in music, and Greg coming on. He 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 developed more music, uh, a talent and ability in our church, and we had more people serving, and and we had a just a, a, our teams really came together. We we saw a great involvement of people, and uh, we we were growing in the church to the place that we knew we were we were where we needed to be to, to launch into two services and we wanted to get everybody back you know, at, at least in the sanctuary where we could be together and and uh, have two service times for continued growth and to to continue to grow the church so we uh, it wasn't a small undertaking, it was a very large undertaking uh, for the staff and for many team members uh, who serve every Sunday morning from our deacons to our greeters to those that set up and tear down and everything. It was, it was a large undertaking, but we, uh, we brought everybody together and we began two services this year, at, one at 8 o'clock and one at 1045. And I've had several people come to me and say, Pastor, is that just wearing you out? And and I've just got to be honest with you, standing here tonight, it's the funnest thing I've ever done in ministry. If I thought three would be any funner, we'd start that next week. (laughs) I'm having a ball with it. It's great. You couldn't have asked for a better, you know, uh, distribution of people and and how people distributed through that. The first weeks we experienced almost the same numbers in each uh, each one. Of course, they're settling out to different numbers and you you never know how it's going to work out. We have a great crowd in both services. Great attendance. And that's good that one's not sparsely attended and one's heavily attended, but we made a commitment as a staff and as a church and teams that work together to to put our, our services together from our media team to our technology, all, all the things that we do, we, we made a commitment to say, you know what, if one's important, then both are important. So we're going to equally do in one what we do in the other. We're going to give our 100% best in both services so that you don't come to one and it's the kind of like the warm up to the real show or what and i don't even like using that word but warm up to the real worship time we come together and, and the first services is, is supposed to be and desires to be just as good and full as the second service so um my hat's off to the team that that pulls that together and i'm grateful that we've been able to do that together so that that was huge this year that that took a lot of our time and And energy and effort and preparing and and working through but I got to praise God on that and say thank you Jesus for uh, bringing us to where you brought us And and in the process of doing that we've grown our attendance numbers in our sanctuary Um, the Christmas season was a little off but throughout the rest of the year we've seen higher numbers as we've tracked in our sanctuary time as we were when we were in two locations so that was a great indicator. And, and not only did we notice there was more people in our sanctuary during that time, but we've, we've noticed a, a pretty large increase in our Sunday morning groups as well. So um, we've, we've been able to start some new Sunday morning groups this year, and, and we've seen that grow. We're going to start some more Sunday morning groups next year. And uh, continue to see growth in our college area. We we have more college leaders stepping up and helping, and in an uh, investment and a heart for the college, which is huge. We have a, an amazing opportunity as a church to invest in college students right here at Cookville and uh, with with our university here. What a what a privilege it is to be a part of their life and them a part of ours. They mean so much to us and. And uh, when they're gone, we really miss them. But I'm, I'm glad that we have a privilege to be a part of their lives. So we're gonna we 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 need more more um and we need another Sunday school class for them, and we're gonna start another college Sunday school class this year. And and uh, we youth is going well um, in spite of we had two staff members last year uh, that that went to other places of service, and and we lovingly uh a little hard on our hearts but we we let them uh go and spread their wings and and journey to new destinations uh but alex leaving and as uh now senior pastor of a church he he let he he did step away from a a large role in our church with youth and and uh, alex fishers just stepped in there and uh in an interim basis, and and poured his heart into it along with a, a team of folks that have invested with him, and I've seen a lot of uh, other adults invest in our youth this year, and especially towards the end of the year, and and they came to me two months ago and said, Scott, we've got to have more space. Our youth group's growing, and 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 we're you know, we're kind of if we continue at this this pace, we're gonna we're gonna run out of space. And I said, that is a great. Great issue and challenge, uh, I'm grateful to hear that. So we're seeing uh, more leadership step into these roles with youth, more leadership stepping into the roles of college. And uh, we know that this, what well, we feel like this year, uh, we will we'll narrow our search, and uh, we will find the person uh, that, that God has intended for us for leadership in our youth uh, department. So we're excited about that and uh we're working uh, as a a personnel team and committee the personnel committee is working diligently and uh chaired by uh, brother Ed we're we're moving in that direction and we are excited about what God's going to do as we uh as we journey into that direction this year so please continue to pray for us in that regard so uh we we had a, i got to tell you one of one of for me, one of the huge successes of the year was uh, we had uh, a couple. We had one Sunday, school, two Sunday school classes that had come together and, and were kind of uh, restructuring and, 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 re- and strengthening. And uh, Andrew Hetzel led uh, Sunday school class that of, of kind of my age down to the twenties for a period of time. We we brought two classes together. And then we, we launched a class out. And, and we told everybody they could kind of go at any age and mix and mingle. And, uh, Chris Peterson began to teach a Sunday school class that, that was part of Andrew's at one time. And, and those classes, when we were together, we were running about in the 30s, somewhere in the 30s each week. And sometimes we'd be in the 20s, sometimes maybe a little more. But mostly it seemed like we hung out around the 30s. And then when we launched those two Sunday school classes out, we we know this. Uh, statistics have already shown us that birthing a Sunday school class is very beneficial. When you get to a certain level, people quit being engaged. They it, The growth, it, it it just stops, basically. And uh, it's harnessed anyhow. And, and it, when we birth Sunday school classes, we have new room for new people. And, and things happen and growth happens. And I've seen those two Sunday school classes flourish over the last uh six months and and it's just been really cool to watch a a Sunday school class that was birthed now it did happen I don't know why but birds of a feather flock together I guess Andrew and Chris most of our ages landed that they were younger and older and and uh we've got those two Sunday school classes that now are running on on uh I I don't know the exact averages Linda could tell me the exact averages if I'd asked her she would have but we're probably running in the 30s uh in in the peterson sunday school class and in the 20s and in the hetzel sunday so we went from the 30s a solid 30 to a solid 50 plus uh, on a weekly basis and that that's a really cool growth process so we're going to look at birthing some more sunday school classes in the in this coming year and and uh, open up that opportunity uh, to see some new classes and we'd like to see some classes that are built around uh, personal interests that are a large interest around our community. So uh, we're we're looking at ways that we can burst some affinity groups into small groups. And, and I recognize, too, when you're, when you're looking at a church this size and, say, you've got 780 or so in worship service on a Sunday morning, anywhere from 700 to eight low eights on Sunday morning, and you've got that many people in worship, and then you look at our, our Sunday school numbers, and, yeah, we're doing pretty good, but with the internationals included, we're over 500, but that uh, still leaves a lot of room for a lot of people to come in and be a part of uh, small groups on Sunday morning. I hope this year... That With us reading the Word of God together, with me preaching on it on Sunday morning and Sunday night, and with our small groups discussing it on Sunday morning, there'll be a push within... Uh, Those that are are just Sunday morning attenders, or or just Sunday night attenders, or not engaged in a small group, that that will be a push for them to join a small group and get engaged. Because we've got some dynamic small group leaders, and we've got some dynamic small groups. We've got something for everyone. And uh, if we don't have it, you tell us about it, and we'll get it. Kind of. That's my my heart. We want to we want to develop a group around whatever's necessary needed. Uh, to minister. So we, we're seeing growth though. We're, we're seeing new highs in, in Sunday school for us and, in the time that I've been here, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. We've seen an increase in our uh, men's and women's groups, uh, men's ministry, women's ministry. Uh, the women began, and I don't really know the inception date of it, but they began cultivate, and cultivate has been a huge blessing for a lot of ladies. And uh, I'm grateful to see that our ladies are meeting regularly. And, and the, this is, uh, goes, goes alongside with all the other groups. I just highlighted Cultivate because it was kind of newer and, and gained more traction this year. Uh, we we still recognize there are valuable ladies' groups of, of of different names and different ages, and we want all the women to come together. We want all the men to come together with an emphasis of of being discipled and and doing a good work for the Lord Jesus Christ. So we recognize that there's there's great things happening in the arenas of women and of men, and we'll have another men's conference this year. We had a great one last year. Uh, we had a lot of men who met in small groups because of their involvement, and engagement in the men's ministry. We had many women meet in small groups on uh, Sunday night and Wednesday night because of that. And I'm just saying that's a success when you've got people meeting and uh, studying God's word together and growing in relationship and building community. Uh, that's, that's uh, exciting to me. So we we've seen, seen that happen. Uh, I, I've got to say about our deacon body. I, I love the deacon body at this church. Uh, we've got a group of men that are servants and and seeking to serve you as a as a church and we have uh tracy i don't know the exact number right now but i I think i'm safe at saying we have over 90 widows in our churches that uh, pretty accurate yeah Uh, over 90 widows in our church that is amazing that is a ministry that is uh, an amazing ministry Uh, we have a widow's ministry that has begun with some ladies have gotten together and begun a widow's ministry so we're kind of we're kind of a Approaching ministry to widows in two different ways, one from ladies getting together who are widows and sharing life together and studying God's word. And then we've got uh, men that are deacons in this church that are called to minister to the widows and love and support them in any way they can. And, and that's just one of the ways that our deacon body is serving, but I'll tell you they've really come together and defined their emphasis and and focusing in on prayer and and how they can be a part of prayer and praying through ministry and and walking together, supporting uh, the pastoral staff of this church and and you as a church, and and I tell you I'm just really excited for the group of guys that I get to meet with that, that love Jesus and love serving and have the church's heart in their heart, and uh, I'm grateful for what our deacons are doing. We uh, we we've had a renewed interest in greeter ministry and uh, we've got people that are serving in greeter ministry. And and if you're looking for a place to serve and, and you've got a smiling face and you're just excited about new people coming and or even even seeing people that are always here, there's a place in greeter ministry for you and so we we, we're doing a work there and excited about that we we got a lot accomplished towards the end of the year and and putting that in play and and making some great things happen there we uh let's see uh, i'm trying to look through this because i kind of went off the list (laughs) we got a new sound system last year that was huge for our church we're we're, Tom's still figuring it out and, uh, we're, we all, we're always working with technology and, and trying to make the best of what we have. But, uh, we have advanced in our, in our sound system and, and that was a, a huge blessing to the church to be able to do that. We updated our fellowship hall in, in some regards and we're doing some more updates and around the church. There's brand new lighting on the first floor and the second floor, which was all LED and saves a ton of money every month and, We've uh, we've enhanced our our uh, many areas of ministry. I, if I just think through all the areas we, we've done well in, I, I feel like when when you start looking at this list, I just realized I've been talking for probably about forty minutes about some of the things that we've accomplished last year. And I said, this is not a, this not a complete list. This is, this somebody's going to be in here tonight. So well, he didn't say anything about this or he didn't say anything about that. I, I, I agree. And isn't it good that I can't talk about all of it tonight? That's exciting to know that our church is growing in so many areas and things are, are going in, in such a great direction that we, we don't talk about all of it, but we have had a lot of great things happen. I, I want to say this. We feel as we look back over the year, um, that we missed the mark. In, in our, our hearts of what we had hoped for on uh, baptisms, we set some some pretty uh, healthy goals for ourselves in baptism, and, and we didn't we didn't reach that. And and that's uh, that's not just a staff issue; um, it, it's a, it's on our staff's heart, but it's also a church's responsibility to go out and be men and women who share the gospel with our neighbors and our our coworkers and our friends and. And the folks we see at the coffee shop and, and, and the, I, I don't know, in and, and the retail stores that we bump into on a weekly basis, there there's a mission field that lies before us. Uh, Jesus said the fields are widened to harvest. We need laborers, and it takes us working together. I, I would really love for us to keep the baptismal waters stirred up every week. It, it would be a blessing uh, to the kingdom of God and a blessing to this church. To see us baptizing more people. Um, and I don't want us to get so inwardly focused that we forget what our true mission is. Our mission is the great commission. Go make disciples of all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's our call. Teaching them to observe all that we've, that he's commanded us. Where are we to go? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. We can't forget right home. Jerusalem. we got, we got to go right here. we got to go out there. But we got to go. And it's not that some of us are called, everybody who's a Christian is called to share the gospel. I I want you to recognize something, though, as you walk out. We did do something last year. We put up a a bulletin board right out here, a a, a board, and you can pegboard, and you could put a name on it. Who's your one? And we had white and blue cards, and we had those white cards. We wrote a name on them, and we pinned it to the board. And uh, when you saw that person come to Christ, we were able to go out there and turn that card around and turn it from white to blue. I, I just want you to notice today on your way out, there are several blue cards. And praise be to God, people got saved last year. I, I'm grateful to God that people's lives were eternally changed last year. I praise, I praise God that we were able to witness lives being changed People being baptized in this church. It's just one of those things that I don't think I can ever get enough of. I don't think we can ever do enough in that direction. And I don't want us to ever think that, well, we reached it. You know, we're we're good. I I think we ought to see the mark moved every year for us to reach more and more and more people. Because if we don't, then we'll face eternity with those people not knowing Jesus. And I, I can't let my heart rest. I, I don't want you. To let your heart rest. With lostness. All around us. But let's engage the world around us. With the gospel. And go and see. People changed. You know we. um, There's probably many other areas. That we could. um, We could get better in. There's no better area. To get good in. Than reaching people for the king's sake. So. uh, Let's focus on that this year. We're going to focus on God's Word this year. I am some kind of excited. Uh, I'm telling you, I just stand before you tonight as a a pastor that has walked through the Bible chronologically with a church before. And I I prayed that God let me do it again. And when it was the right time, he'd tell me. And he told me, this is now. And and I got fired up when he said now. Uh, I'm excited that this year... We get to read God's Word together chronologically. Some of you in this in this crowd tonight have done that many times, and, and it may, may, maybe it's not as new to you uh, as it is to your neighbor, but I'm going to tell you when the entire church reads together the Word of God and we're on the same page, it has the potential to have a huge impact on the entire church. Here's what I, I recognize, and you may say, Scott, I don't know if I'm getting what you're saying. I come to church. I'm just going to be a church member for a moment. I come to church on Sunday morning and I attend Ben's Sunday school class. And Ben is going to teach about a text. Faithfully before God, he's going to lay out that text. He's going to teach the truth of God's Word. And I'm going to study, say, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 6. And then I'm going to come in and I'm going to listen to the pastor's sermon Sunday morning. He's going to be in. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat lunch and I'm going to come back and we're going to dive into the Word on Sunday night. And I'm going to be in Psalm chapter 34. And then I'm going to wake up on Monday and I'm going to have a personal time of devotion where I'm studying a text that week. And then I'm going to come to church on Wednesday night and I'm going to sit in a small group or I'm going to be with the pastor in preaching and I'm going to study an entirely different text. And then if I'm involved with a small group discipleship, I'm going to be studying another text. In other words, at the end of the day, I could be engaged in six or seven completely different texts. And, and that's, that's not a bad thing, okay? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just going to say it's really hard to grasp the depth of God's Word when you're in so many different places. Almost like overload. But when we can say, okay, today, we're going to all be in the same text. Tonight, we're going to be all in the same text. Wednesday, we're going to be all in the same text. And next week, we're going to reload and do it again. Then we're going to be walking through the same text of Scripture. We're all going to be reading the same thing. We're going to know. We're going to have some background before we ever walk in here and sit down. We're going to know where we're headed. And it's going to be easier for us to grasp and get involved in the conversation because... I'm telling you, if I go to Leviticus chapter 6, it's going to take you a minute to get with me. But if we all read Genesis 1 through 11 and I say, hey, let's talk about Noah and the flood, you're going to be, I'm there, I've been there this week, I remember that, and I've already read that. And then we can go and expound deeper and walk through that text and embrace it at another level. So I'm excited about what God's going to do. I just know that as we're walking up now in the halls, we're going to be talking about this, and we're going to have other people that are engaged in the same process that we're going to be able to converse about. I mean, I can hear the conversation now. Okay, let's talk about the Nephilim. You know, who were those dudes? <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about things like that. We're going, have, we're going to have we're going to engage one another in some conversations that are going to be exciting this year. So, as we walk into 2020 together, I made a commitment. To daily walk through God's Word. I'm making a commitment to lead you consistently through God's Word together. Your, your small group leaders on Sunday morning have, had a, have made a commitment to take the text of God's Word that you read with them that week and sit before you and talk about that text and expound that text and dig deeper into that text. And, and it's, it's going to be an exciting year and I'm telling you, this is one of those times when you can look at your neighbor and say, I know you may not come to church. I know you might have never come to church. But we're fixing to do something this year. We're going to go through Genesis to Revelation. I want you to come go to church with me this year. Commit one year to me. Uh, you, I believe you can bring more people to church in this opportun- this time, in this opportunity, than maybe any other time. So uh, I'd, I'd ask you to engage those around you and uh, let 's walk through god 's word together not not every single time we get together in every single group are we going to study the same text. there will be some special groups that will meet during the year for certain reasons and and, and we're we 're talking now and trying to develop a something that I believe is much needed in this church and and I believe it 's needed in every church and it's a, a, would be a group of people to meet to strengthen marriages. Satan desires to attack the first institution that he organized, and that's the family. He is on an all-out attack, and I believe it's worth us finding a time sometime this year to strengthen marriages. There are other things that will be worthy along the the journey that we'll see an opportunity we need to minister to in a certain direction. But the majority of our focus this year, the majority of it, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night for me speaking in the the Uh, fellowship hall and our small groups on sunday morning will be focused in on this text and i'm excited about that other groups will join in and focus in at other times and there may be groups that meet on wednesday morning thursday morning friday morning i don't know any time that do the same thing but we're at liberty to meet and study god's word so we want to increase our our heart for missions this year. We want to increase our heart for God's Word. We want to increase our heart to be evangelistic and to reach out to the lost people in this world. Lost kids, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will praise His name continually. My soul will make its most important.
0: Oh, you couldn't hear me. Can't have me on. I, mean, I said good evening. That's only the first row answered, so. is.: word. You got me That's good. May the That's outcome
1: of the That's good. Well, this
0: is a change of scenery for me. I'm usually um, with a bunch of students. Oh, there they are. Okay.
1: Yeah. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for With them during this hour, but now I get to be with you and we get to sing a bunch of
0: hymns. I was have to. It a joy to sit down and pick out um, some of the older hymns and know it's just going to be with piano.
2: Wish we, we never, had an organ too. That would been just have
0: been great. Just just piano and to go with it. Um, so if you would go ahead and stand hand 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 tonight, to we're gonna, what we're, what I gonna I uh, we're gonna
1: sing. We're gonna start off with, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if these hymn, hymn
0: numbers are the same, same as what's in your hymnal, but if they are, it's hymn number one hundred thirty-eight. It's at Calvary. Let's sing it. Sing it with joy to the Lord.
2: I spin in vanity and and pride, caring that my Lord was crucified.